Well, we're going to finish up today. I hope we finish, but we might not finish on um, Stand Your Ground. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what God gave me. And sometimes when you, well, all the time, when you stick with God, you cannot go wrong. Amen. Because there's always going to be somebody that's waiting to hear what you have to share. Amen. Because God knows who needs what. He knows what I need. He knows what you need. He knows what we all need. Amen. (laughs) So, Father, we thank you for your word. We bless you. We honor you. And we just love you, Lord. We thank you. We love your word. And, Lord, I'm asking that you would just bless the word, bless your people, and make sure they receive whatever it is that they need. In Jesus' name, amen. And we're going to go back into Ephesians 6, 13. So stand your ground. We're going to talk about uh, feeding the seed. There's a seed of hope, a seed of life inside of everybody. <clears throat> you know, faith is a seed. It comes from a seed. And that's so unusual, but yet it's so well known to, to every Christian. You know, that faith is a seed. And, you know, uh, when you first come into the kingdom, no matter what denomination you are, you hear about the seed of faith and you, you picture that mustard seed. And you know that your faith is coming from that seed. But you know what I found out about seed? I was meditating on this because we already know all of this stuff. We pretty much have forgotten it because we've been knowing it so long. But God brings those things to your remembrance for a reason and at the right time. And, you know, a seed is hard to kill. And that's what the Lord told me. Amen. A seed is hard to kill. I was thinking about when I was sitting in there, I was thinking about back in the day. And um, I used to go over to Nola's because her mother had such a beautiful uh, yard. And then Nola uh, took over the yard. And I was thinking about all the stuff we transplanted. And I still have some of that stuff, and I'm sure you do too, in the yard. And even uh, Tony and Tippy took stuff with them to where they are now. And it's been, what, 30 years later. And some of that stuff is still growing because a seed is hard to kill. Because when something is rooted, when it gets rooted, it's going to spread. It's going to grow. It's going to spread. And those plants will be there when we're gone for somebody else, for our, for our seed and our, and their seed. <clears throat> because a seed is hard to kill. Amen. And when something, uh, when a seed grows and it takes root, it's there and it's going to prosper. It's going to, uh, what is it? When a seed, you know, it's going to give off the bud. It's going to do everything and more. Then it's going to uh, multiply so much you cut it, give it to somebody else, <clears throat> and keep doing that because this is how seed works. So the seed of faith works just like that. It's hard. to. This is why the, the devil, uh, and I'm, we're going to turn to that in a minute, where it says a sower sows the seed, and, and it some fall, falls on stony ground, this, that. But it says that the devil comes immediately, and that's what I wanted to focus on. 
And when I didn't know, when I was a traditional saint, I guess you could call me that. I don't even know if I was a saint. I was probably an ain't. But I did the best I knew. I knew I was saved. Amen. That's about it. Amen. I was saved. I had my fire insurance. Amen. <laughs> but but you know how you don't go into the logistics of salvation or life because who cares about that? At that time, you're just happy to be saved. But I always wondered what that word immediately, why did Satan come immediately? I always wondered that. Never asked anybody. But I always wondered why does he come so quickly after that seed is planted? He comes, let's turn there. I didn't plan to do it this way, but hey, I don't know nothing, you know, but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that's all I need to know. Hear his voice and follow him. It's in Mark, Mark 4. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Verse 14. It says, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the, the word is sown. And when they hear, Satan comes immediately. So when they hear. When they hear the word of the Lord, Satan comes immediately. And that word immediately just really, I always wondered about that. I knew it was something to it, but I never asked anybody until later on when I learned. But he comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And if you would underline immediately in heart, it's probably already underlined, isn't it, in your Bible? (laughs) And so Satan does not want the word to get into your heart. That's the danger zone. Amen. That's when you really become armed and dangerous. <clears throat> he does not want the word of God to get into your heart. So he tries to pluck it up before that happens. Amen. You know, kill a baby while it's yet young. Amen. And so he does this as he takes it away. He takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves. And so and so endure only for a time. See, this is why he's doing this, because he doesn't want that word to work. And we know the word always works, but he don't want it to work in you because, see, we're dangerous when <laughs> armed and extremely dangerous. He knows it, but we don't know because we don't feel dangerous. We don't feel armed. We just, you know, going on with life, glad to be saved. Hallelujah. Until he starts bothering you. And then you start to wonder and What does that word immediately mean? (laughs) Hallelujah. So let's do 17 again. And they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. And that's what he's after. Heal a baby in the infant stage. And if you can do that, then he's satisfied because you can't work the word. You don't know how to work it. You're inexperienced because you're so young. 
and you're not a threat to him. But if that word ever takes root in your heart, he's got a problem. He's got a problem with every one of you and me. He's got a problem. Amen. Because the word has been sown in our hearts. And once that word is in your heart, you know how to work the word and make it work for you and annihilate him. Amen. You know, the Lord was speaking to me uh, earlier on when COVID first got started. And I was just kind of asking him, what's wrong? Because everything has changed, you know. And he says, people are not doing enough resisting. And I said, what that mean? And he didn't tell me. I had to find out. <laughs> but we don't. I had to. I had to look at myself. We don't do enough resisting. Because if we did, we wouldn't find ourselves in such bad shape sometimes. Because resist the devil, you have to resist him immediately. That word immediately is going to become real familiar with us. See, like he tries to jump us immediately. Why don't we jump him immediately? (coughs) And I wasn't doing that. You know how we slip? Because we've been saved so long and we're used to doing what we do. And the devil finds ways to get in there and infiltrate. That's what he does. And so what we have to do is stay alert. Amen. Guard your heart. That's why that's in in the Bible. Guard your heart with all diligence. Because uh, the Satan, like a roaring lion, is seeking whomever he can devour. And the thing that he wants to do is kill your faith because faith is a seed and he wants to kill it by stealing it from you and then it says here in in 17 excuse me it says when persecution or tribulation arises for the word's sake immediately they stumble he knows you're gonna stumble if he steal that word out of your heart how does he do that many many ways One way is to make you think God is not with you because of how things look in the natural. And I think this is one of the, the, uh, I'm not going to say best ways because all of it stinks. His work is bad. But what I'm saying, most common. I think that's one of the most common ways that he steals from us is he gets you uh, by the natural realm, gets you to looking at the natural. So you can say this ain't working. But it is working. You know, think of it like this. This is what God tells me. He says, I'm working when you sleep. I'm always working. I never sleep nor slumber. <clears throat> so God is always working in our behalf. He, there is never a situation. <clears throat> the devil is a liar. <clears throat> There's never a situation that has um, come about in your life where God wasn't with you. He did something. If it wasn't uh, the smallest thing is open the door for you. And I mean a car door. And so if you know if he can do that, have somebody be kind and gracious to you, he can do bigger and better things. Because this is what God does. This is who he is. He is love and he is kindness. And so God is always doing something. But when you get in a situation The devil is always going to make it look like God's not doing anything for you. He's forgotten you. And then to put the icing on the cake, he'll make you remember something you did wrong. 
or something you said wrong and say, see there, that that's why this is not working. He's cunning. And we have to know how to handle him. And so understanding some things, going back to foundational things will help us to handle Satan and annihilate him. <clears throat> and I think this this uh, Mark 4, uh, 14, I think it's a foundational scripture because it takes you right down to where it all begins, where your faith begins and how you can enhance it by watering it. Amen. That's reading your word, staying in the word, you know, get off the TV. Anything that's going I look at it like this, and this is what the Lord has shown me. Anything that you want more than getting in your Bible, you need to cut it out or at least for a season. That's what I had to do. Amen. Just cut it out. Because that's probably going to be the thing that's going to pull you away from him more. And so we need to make more time for God to enhance and cultivate and water our faith, water that seed of faith. Amen. It's going to work for you. Amen. It works for all of us. And then by the same token, we are Abraham's seed. And heirs to the promise. Amen. And so we are seed. We just need to start looking at ourselves as seed. Amen. Hallelujah. We are seed. We're the seed of Abraham and heirs to the promises of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go back. I want to start back from the beginning in Ephesians 6. So let's go back there. Hallelujah. And it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Let me. I don't know the rest of it. Okay, Ephesians 6. Let's see. 13. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand. Amen. So you have to stand your ground. And this is what the, the scripture is telling us. Paul is saying, hey, you need to stand. You know, if you understood the uh, the seed and what it means, you will stand more and come against it because the seed is hard to kill. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see that word withstand. Let's see. I wrote the meaning down. It means to vigorously oppose. So we need to vigorously oppose Satan and his minions, whoever they are. He got a lot of them. (laughs) He got a lot of minions. Amen. It means to bravely resist and to stand face to face against an adversary. So stand face to face against an adversary to block, to block. To stand your ground with spiritual weapons, not carnal weapons, granted to us by God. So stand your ground with spiritual weapons. Amen. Because the carnal ones won't do. Because if you think about it, the the um, the knowledge of the seed and how it works, it's really not an it works in the natural, but it's really not a natural thing. It's a spiritual thing. Amen. Because how can a little seed get in, in the earth? die and then produce it's all spiritual 
And so we have to use spiritual weapons to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Amen. And so the, but the devil wants us to think this is all a hoax. Amen. Well, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. But he'll come up with something. And see, Satan makes suggestions. Like, did God really say? You know, well, he didn't mean that. I have read the word and the devil would try to give you a different meaning of what that word. And you know full well what it means. But he'll try to change your thinking. See, that's where he will attack you in your thinking. And see, that's when people don't do enough resisting. When he attacked your mind, you got to resist him. Resist the devil and he must flee. The devil don't say he might flee. Or sometimes he flees. It says he will flee. And so you have to have trust in the word and trust what God is telling us. The enemy will try you, but he's trying you on your turf. Remember that. He's trying you through your mind. He's trying you through your your heart. He's after the seed that's in your heart. So you have to permit him. This is what I'm seeing when I look at this total thing, it's a permission thing, you know, and we don't need to be permissive. We have to allow God to come into our hearts, to come into our minds, because there's something we can do. We can resist him and make him leave our stuff alone. Make him leave your thinking alone. No devil, that's not of God. I resist you in Jesus name. You know, no, I'm not doing that. Or, yeah, I did that and I repented for it. Because if he can't get you to do something, he'll get you on what you already have done in the past. But, see, he, it's all about trying to make you think something is the way it's not. That's how Satan works. And that's not even a legitimate thing to do. I mean, it's not even scriptural. But that's what he's going to do. You know, you, you know, uh he he tried to uh, tempt Jesus, and if he did that, he's going to try you. And that's just the way it is. And he leaves tries to leave no stone unturned but the tried stone. <laughs> he, can't, he can't do nothing with that. <laughs> Amen. So we need to get to know him. And he's done all that we need him to do. Amen. For us to get victory. Because we already have victory. We have victory over the enemy, but he'll try to speak to you in your thought. He'll even try to speak to you in your dreams. Amen. You ever had a kid come and tell you, I had a bad dream? Well, that was Satan. So he'll try any way he can, or he'll have some weak person come and say, so-and-so was talking about you, and then you will see he's after you, make you mad, you know. But we need to start resisting people. Resist anything that's not of the Lord. Amen. Because he'll come in any kind of way he can. He doesn't care how. The thing is, he wants to stop you from operating in power. Amen. Plus, he hates us. Same don't love. See, same doesn't love anybody. I'm sure there's people walking around here thinking he, you know, he ain't gonna mess with me. He'll mess with you, your mother, your father, anybody he can. Because this is what he does. It really is his job. And he's got a legal right to do what he does. Amen. But we can stop him. He doesn't have a legal right over us. Just the world. But if you get in his way, he'll try to take you down. 
but what you do is you stand firm. You stand tall. The word you have the word to back you up at all times. Amen. Knowing who you are in Christ. When you know who you are, he wants no parts of you. Hallelujah. But you can oppose or withstand anything that Satan is trying to do to you. It's what you must do. Amen. Let's go to James 4, 7. Hallelujah. James 4, 7. And it says here, therefore, submit to God. So you got to submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Well, I did that and it didn't work. Well, I know it didn't. You ever done that and it didn't work? Because you try to bring in so much, so many carnal things with it. You got to get in the spirit. You got to be submitted to God. In other words, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. And people, you don't just humble yourself before God. You humble yourself before man and God. Submit to God. Amen. Be in his service. Be in his spirit. Be on his turf. Not one foot on his turf, one foot on Satan's turf. You got to go all the way right. And when you do that and you submitted to God, humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God, the Bible says he'll lift you up. Amen. Hallelujah. Resist the devil and he will flee. Therefore, submit to God. Be under his authority and nobody else's. Renounce rebellion because when you don't submit to God, you're in rebellion. Amen. And so we need to take ourselves out of that lane. That ain't my lane. Amen. (laughs) But get in God's lane. Amen. Reject the devil. Reject his suggestions. Reject his lane. You want no parts of him. Amen. But you want to work. You do. You work for God. So get in the spirit because this is a spiritual fight. And you cannot handle what the devil has on uh, stinking thinking. You remember that one? Stinking thinking. You cannot defeat the enemy with it. Amen. But you have to understand and know who the source of your trouble is. The opposition is coming from the enemy. I don't care how who whose face he put on it. Or whose uh, words, you know, whatever it is. So-and-so said, it's still the devil. You know, it's the devil. And so what we do, not us, I know nobody here, but most people, they want to go after the person. Well, go after Satan. You so bad, get the main man. Amen. (laughs) Go after the source. So this is the thing. You have to know the source of your problems. And it's always Satan. I don't care who he uses. He uses weak flesh. And so whoever he uses is still Satan. And so you have to go after that. And sometimes it's not even people. It's you. The devil just plant wrong thoughts in your mind. And then you play off of them by not resisting. You have to resist. And it's a full-time job. <laughs> it's a full-time job. Amen. Paul said that the warfare is not with flesh and blood, 
but it's with physical it's not with physical forces but it's it's with invisible powers amen in the invisible realm i think this is why so many people have problems because you can't see the enemy the real enemy and so you just want a shadow box you know or or uh take it out on a human but you know there's ways god you know god has all of this plan jesus has done everything and he's made a way for us to fight invisible forces amen with the word amen with the word of god the sword of the spirit is the word of god and all you got to do is aim and shoot amen hallelujah because we are his we we are god's arrows and i'm gonna tell you something he's sharpening his arrows in this hour he is write that down because that's gonna come back at you <laughs> he's sharpening and honing his arrows if you're paying attention that's what he's doing he's giving us more wisdom he's giving us more power more authority he's teaching us by his spirit he's giving us the boldness i think that's what most of us need for more boldness for what's to come you know and I think that's why it is, I don't know who they are saying this is the great awakening or calling this the great awakening because God has given us more. Now, some people are still asleep. Some people are not paying attention. But I'm telling you, if you're an intercessor, a prophet, you are paying attention. And he is giving us more. And he is sharpening us, sharpening our senses, sharpening the word, our wisdom, our mindsets. If you if you came to class, amen, some people cut all the time. But if you come to class every day, amen, that's in the secret place, wherever your class is. If you go to class, then you're being sharpened, amen. You're being fine-tuned. People are always talking about downloading. Well, download this. You understand what I'm saying? Download what God is doing. Because he's doing a new thing. Have you not heard? Have you not perceived it? He is doing a new thing. And he is preparing his his uh, people for the harvest. Amen. He's preparing us. And I like it because you can only get this from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. This ain't something you can pick up on TV. Amen. Hallelujah. And I don't want nothing from the who looks at Christian television anyway. I know. I know. We need to maintain a battle stance. And that's how this is how you do it. Staying sharpened with the word of God, the Holy Spirit, you know, being uh, I, I hate to say cutting edge, but that's kind of like what it is. Staying on the cutting edge of what God is doing in this hour. You know, staying close to him with the personal relationship, that's not old. This is new to most people. They've never, really, they've never had a personal relationship with the Lord. But if you, if you're among the cool people that's doing what you're supposed to be doing and know what you're supposed to know, you have a personal relationship with God. 
that's what's going on see this other stuff that's supposed to be cool really ain't cool it's played out and nothing else is work it don't work anymore amen but uh being personal with jesus sitting at the foot of jesus and laying your head on his breast on his chest and speaking to him and allowing him to speak secrets to you that's what's really going on you understand what i'm saying you know and and receiving wisdom from him knowledge and revelation and this is what he he wants us to know and understand you know that i think it's in ephesians 117 where it talks about the the breadth and the depth and the length and the height the length of his love and knowing him that's what's going on this other stuff it gets you nothing it avails you nothing we're living in such critical times and everybody wants to talk about the last days well what does that mean to you and what do we do in the last days you get close to him closer than ever talk to him like you talk to your girl you know you know talk to him and put him first place amen first place and then when you do that and you start to develop a relationship or even if you've had one i can speak for myself mine got a little stale you know as time go by you know how you've been saved a long time you think you already know everything amen and so it's time for those people i don't even know what you call us but it's time for those people to go back amen and and talk to god and find out because i still don't believe yet that well he tells us things in part but we don't know the the secrets yet there's more to be revealed amen there's always more god always has more and so what we need to do is to go back and rekindle no reestablish amen hallelujah what's another reword reinvent our relationship (laughs) be restored amen and be refreshed hallelujah be renewed hallelujah hallelujah because god wants to give us everything that we need for the coming battles and we will have more battles amen hallelujah and god is going to uh, reconcile people every reword that you can think of <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna do, do that and more reconcile uh, hearts back together reconcile families reconcile reconcile people churches whatever has been broken restore god's going to do all of these things why because it's time amen don't you want change hallelujah and god is sick of things being the way they are too he wants he wants change and he's going to prepare us just for that amen so resist satan steadfast in the faith hallelujah you can resist him in the natural all you want you didn't do it and see that's why a lot of times people say well i bind the devil i resist him he didn't go anywhere because you're in the natural 
You're in the faith. Get in the spirit. Resist him in the faith. Amen. And he will flee. Now, I'm not saying he won't come back because we know he will. But he's going to have to bring you something better than that. Amen. And when he does, you give him something better than what you have, than what you gave him before. <laughs> if you shot him with a single shoot, get the double barrel the next time. Shoot him with that. Amen. Hallelujah. Always keep him in suspense. Amen. How do you do that? Don't talk too much. Don't let him know what's coming. And shoot your best shot. Amen. And make him go away for a season. It says when he tempted Jesus, he went away for a season. That could have been a long time. Because he had to get his first aid. Amen. (laughs) So make him do that when you shoot him. Amen. Don't just go off half cocked just saying anything. That stuff don't work. No, it don't work. It never did. Sometimes it make you feel a little prominent. But if it don't work, it was nothing. And so you stay with God until he give you the weapon that's going to put the devil down. And trust me, if you stay with him, he will. He will definitely quit looking on the natural. Quit looking in the natural. Because the devil is never, he's not, he's a liar. He don't tell the truth. He's fake. Amen. He's just not trustworthy. He's a murderer. A thief. All of the above. So why would you play into his hands? Amen. Let's go to... First Peter five. Let's see. Yeah, first Peter five. Verse eight and nine. Or maybe nine. No. Verse eight says, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. Interesting that it says like a roaring lion. It didn't say he was. This <laughs> is <said> like. <clears throat> I think what the Lord wanted us to see, or the writer of this scripture wanted us to see, he ain't what he seems to be. Amen. He's not what he seems to be. He comes like a roaring lion, and this is why we need to be sober in our mind and our thinking. But yet be vigilant. Amen. You know, you can be humble and calm, yet you can be a lion. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. So be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. Amen. He warms about like a lion. I'm reading my side notes to see if there's anything It says, when lions hunt, they look for weak, young, isolated, unguarded animals. They are the ones marked for attack. Isn't that interesting? Amen. The devil's ultimate agenda is to destroy us like merely, not merely to hurt, maim, 
or discourage, but to devour and destroy us. He does what he does that when he gets us uh, to bow to circumstances, to pressure. Got a lot of little footnotes. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. He does that when he gets us to bow to circumstances, pressure, or forces of his evil design, hoping thereby to make us yield to him. Now you see it says hoping. See the devil don't have nothing in, in, nothing's concrete with him. He just pretends like it is. Amen. To make you think he got it going on. But it says he does all of these things hoping therefore thereby to make us yield to him. To overcome, adopt, or to reverse what Jesus has already done. Amen. Hallelujah. I could go on, but I'm going to stop. But those are some good little notes here. Amen. So let me let me just say this again. Satan looks for the weak, the young, isolated, unguarded animals. Amen. Or the lion does. They're the ones marked for attack. Don't be one that's marked for attack. Amen. Amen. You you be like David. Be like David. Hallelujah. And so you make him stay out of your life, but you stay in his. You know, don't forget. Don't play fair because he's not fair. So you always want to know what he's up to. He's seeking whom he can devour. You stay on top of him. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Stop thinking that you're the only one going through. That's how, that's another tactic. That's a tactic of say, see what you're going through and look what you, all you do. You've done all of this stuff and you've done a lot for people and look at what you got to go through. That's a, a tactic of Satan. Amen. Say, yeah, I sure did and I'm going to do more. I'm about my father's business. Amen. Amen. But see, if he can get you unguarded, that's what I call unguarded. Because he wants you to think you're the only one that's been going through a hard time. But the Bible says, I think it's in verse, in the verse nine of first Peter, what we just read, it says something like, you're not the only one. It's stuff going on with the brotherhood. You know, in the world. You're not the only one going through this stuff. See, if he can get you to think, just to get in self-pity, then he got you. Amen. And this is what he wants. Amen. He's the God of this world. So you stand on the faith and don't agree with anything he says. Don't let him get away with the slightest little thing. Amen. Don't leave a crack in your door. Amen. Plug it up with the word. Speak the word only against your situation. When he started to tell you things are not going to work out right. No, Satan, it's already worked out. God works all things together for the good. 
Amen. For those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. I'm called according to his purpose. So God has already worked my difficulties out. And I'm looking forward to the day when God revealed this to me. Amen. You just can't. Uh, I'm like that guy in the prison Junior told us about. You know, he see a fly. He says, Stop, I bind you in Jesus' name or something. He bind a fly. He bind an ant. Amen. You learn a lot from people. You bind anything that moves. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Romans ten seventeen. if you write that down, we know the scripture. We don't have to go there. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing continually by the word of God. You hear people saying that scripture, but I don't think they understand. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing not hearing one time because then it's going to fall on stony ground and here comes the devil to attack you before it goes into your heart amen so he's going to attack you and so you have to be on guard amen so faith comes by hearing and hearing continually hearing the word of god amen Hallelujah. We overcome when we start to believe and that word takes root in our hearts and we start to line up everything in our lives with the word of God. And we start to resist the devil in with power and use the word against him. Amen. Hallelujah. We start to understand that everything is not the way it looks. So we start to speak to symptoms speak to situations amen hallelujah but see we what do we do we hear speaking to oh father straighten him up straighten them up you know we still get in the natural thinking it's a person amen you know satan used weak flesh the unguarded that's how those are the people he used he used the unguarded people who don't stand against what who's not wise to his tricks amen so what you have to do is is stand against the devil when you take a stand you have to know and that's what this is all about knowing stand your guard stand your ground guard take guard over everything and everybody that you love amen Sometimes you it might not be somebody you love, but it's somebody that God is holding you responsible for. Amen. You know how he explained it to me like this. He would say things like they're under your umbrella or, you know, or or they're in your care or that scripture that says love your neighbor as yourself. That's your neighbor. You're responsible for him. Amen. All your neighbors should know you're a Christian. They should see Christ in you. Amen. And they should come to you when something bad happens to them or when they're in fear. You'll find out who's under your umbrella because you're responsible for them and they will come to you. Amen. Because they are, they know who you are or they should. Now, not everybody knows. (laughs) Not every, I'm not here to fuss at nobody. Okay. But everybody should, your neighbor should know who you are. They should come to you for help. 
Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see, where am I going now? Hebrews 6, 15. We're going to talk a little bit about Abraham. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I looked up this scripture in the, I wish I had a uh, message Bible. I don't. I look it up. Okay. Well, I'm going to take it if you going to offer it. <laughs> no. I, yeah. You can look up the scripture. That's what you meant, right? Okay. Look it up. Where's Avis when you need her? <laughs> she would look up stuff and it wasn't what I wanted. I said, I don't want that. <laughs> she looked up the opposite. Like, no, I don't want that. Hebrews 6.15. Okay, you can look that one up, Alicia. But I don't have one. I just look it up on, you know, my device. And I'll read it. Well, let's go to 13. And it says, for when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater. He swore by himself. Isn't that something to swear by yourself? That means that you must be some awesome kind of somebody. (laughs) Amen. I like to go around doing that. I don't need you. I can swear by my own self. What I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. And I got the power to do it and the authority to do it. Amen. That's so cool. So he swore by no one greater. He swore by himself, saying, surely blessings, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Talking about Abraham. After he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. It says in 16, for men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them them an end of all dispute. Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, that's you and me, don't forget, the immutability of his counsel, confirming it by an oath. So with an oath and a promise, he confirmed to Abraham, look, I'm going to do this, go home, you know, and sit down. And no more ish, no more Ishmaels. That's why he said to him, sit down. I just know he did. Amen. So, um, I'm going to ask you, let's see now, because I wrote a little bit. Did the message translation say somewhere that Abraham stuck it out? Do you see that? In, in 15. Okay. Yeah, you can read it. Amen. Because he, cause he didn't quit. He did not quit. He stuck it out. Amen. I like the message translation because it talks in our language. You know, hallelujah. Let's see. What does, let's see. Let me read 15 again. It says, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained a promise. Patiently endured. The message said he stuck it out. And receive. So this is what we need to do. Stick it out. Don't quit. 
whatever's going on in your life, amen, it may not be the way you want it. Things are not the way I want it, but I'm sticking it out. I ain't quitting. Amen. You know why? Because it's already done by oath and promise. It's already done. In other words, if if God uh, promised and swore by himself, then the check is already written out. It's like you can take it to the bank because it's good. Amen. And so by oath and promise, I will and I have already inherited the promise. Amen. So stick it out. Why would you quit? Why would you quit? Because it's already been done. Amen. And we have it on God's authority. And it's been confirmed. That's what verse 17, you know, the the immutability of his counsel confirmed it with an oath. So what more can somebody give you? Nothing. So stick it out. Amen. Hallelujah. After he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. In other words, he considered not what he saw. He considered not. Amen. And God is teaching us, and especially he's teaching me how to consider not. Stagger not at the promises of God through unbelief. Amen. But stay with what you know, not with what you see. Because you'll take you trip if you go by what you see and especially what you think. <laughs> but go by what you know. Well, how can I know? Oath and promise. Amen. There's It's been sworn by. By God. Hallelujah. Now, let's go back and let's talk a little bit more about being heirs. Because we are heirs. Whatever God promised Abraham. That promise is ours because we are Abraham's seed. We're his children. He's our father, Abraham, in the faith. He's our father in the faith. And so whatever was given to him or whatever was promised to him, we will receive. Just like if our parents pass on and leave us a house, will whatever they had, it goes to us. Amen. Back in the, the mafia days. If you had something against somebody and they got away from you or they passed on, you got the kid. You went looking for them. Amen. I'm going to snuff you out. They try to snuff you out because, of the, you know, they're after the seed. And so what we should do is have confidence in what God has done with this. In other words, this transaction, I'm, I'm going to call it a transaction, although it really wasn't. But this transaction or this covenant between him and Abraham covers you and me. And so he's going to do the same thing for us that, you you know, he did for Abraham. Same thing. So we inherited, we inherit everything that he's promised Abraham. Amen. So we are his heirs. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go and let's just read uh, Galatians 3.29 for a minute. And we talked about seed a little bit earlier. It's, it's fascinating about seed. You don't think about that too often. I don't. But this is how things occur. 
Amen. With seed. And we are Abraham's seed. Let's see. Let me just try to get this. Galatians 3.29. Okay. Let's see. devil is a liar okay is there a 29 why don't I see it oh because I'm in Ephesians (laughs) I told you he was a liar all right trying to trick me all right Let's see. Galatians 3.29. It says, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If you belong to the Lord and you're saved, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs to the promise. And you know what? A covenant never expires. It's always good. Amen. Amen. And this promise is better than a covenant. Amen. It's better than a covenant. And so you are uh and see it's it's ways that you can cross reference. I'm just gonna call it that. To make sure that God's word is good. There's so many ways in the Bible that you can look it up and say, There it is again. You know, the promise is it must be real. I'm gonna get this because by Jesus' stripes I am healed. You know, he himself uh, makes, uh, takes my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. It's so many things where you, scriptures, you can cross-reference and come up with this conclusion that God's going to do this thing for me. Amen. He's not a man that he would lie. And he promised it to Abraham. And it's surely going to come to me. And I'm not going to miss out on this. All I need to do is resist the devil. And he will flee. Submit to God. And and do what I'm supposed to do. Do my part. And God will do his part. Amen. And so God, he wants us to be, uh, have our confidence. I'll say put our confidence in him. And just know it's a knowing that you have to come into. Come into a knowing that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And there's so many ways. This Bible is full of promises and different, and I'll say proof, that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. So how can you doubt? Amen. We are Abraham's seed. Amen. Go back to the seed. And if if the seed is not in your heart, get in the word because the word is a seed. Get in the word until it it fills your heart, until there's no doubt left. And then when Satan comes to steal, kill or to destroy, you shoot the word. and, And see, that comes out of your confidence in him, knowing that he has not spoken a lie. But I have the proof, devil. He is coming for you. And so am I. And I will receive the promise that God has told me I I will receive. And no, I didn't earn it. 
He's going to come with that one too. That's an old one. You did this. You said that. You did this. That's why that happened to you. No, it ain't. It rained on the just and the unjust. Amen. And I'm not afraid of trouble because God has my back. <laughs> in fact, he are, he's already taken care of that. I can find a scripture in here that assures me that he's already taken care of my situation. So what what's next? So he'll always try to come up with something to 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 make you vulnerable and pick you until you feel like you don't deserve a, a healing or a, a blessing, prosperity, whatever it is, you know, second chance in court, whatever it may be. The, the devil's going to try to pick you. You weren't a good mother. You'd be surprised how many people he get with that when you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Well, who did? I want to meet him. Amen. Hallelujah. You do the best you can do. And you pray, you serve God, you make sacrifices, and you keep living. But you live for God. And you trust his word. You trust in his promises. Amen. But the devil's always going to tell you something. See, the devil, God just don't want you to have power like him. See, he ran that one over on, on Eve. He didn't want you to know some things. He don't want you to be as wise as him. So, girl, you better go and eat that apple. He's got a lot of you know, little things that he try on people. And see, this is he, he studies people. He gets to know you. You know, like big brothers watching you. That's who he is. He, and he study you and he figure out your likes, your dislikes. And then he'll have, he'll have somebody that you'll meet that's speaking your language. You know what I'm saying? Like these people that say, you my wife. You my husband. And sometimes it's Satan has, who has studied you, and then he'll send the right person to say the right thing, and then you all fluttery. Amen. <laughs> and he knew exactly that nobody could have told him that but God. The devil could have told him. I've seen that happen so many times. And then, you know, they marry him, and then... It lasts a year and they out. Amen. Mission accomplished. Because they know the right thing to say to you. And so, you know, do like uh, uh, I know a lot of people did. This uh, Benny Hinn's daughter. I liked uh, reading her, listening to her testimony because God did send her a husband. And she said, God, if that's my husband, you tell my father. You go to him, she said, because I don't want to hear it. She said, so go to him and tell him. And so uh, Benny was preaching one day. It was, is uh, they recorded it. He was preaching one day and he just stopped in the middle of the his teaching. He says, hey, Jesse, that's him right there. <laughs> she was looking like this, like, and then she just looked like, yeah, right. And he was smiling like whatever he's talking about sound good, you know. And she's a pretty girl, you know. And he was the guy was sitting there smiling like, ooh, you know. And he said, "That's this is him. I'm, I'm serious. It's him right here. 
and the guy was sitting there smiling like whatever they're talking about i'm down with it and sure enough they they got married and have their own ministry and i think it's a spiritual extension of benny hen's ministry that he started in uh orlando because they're in orlando and i say that because the way they got there was a strange you know because she had left and they were living in in houston i think texas or somewhere like and the way she got there she got really sick and her doctors were located in orlando and she went back they had a church a growing church they had it all and then uh the husband said well if if i don't have my wife if she's not well then all this means nothing so they packed up so their house and moved to orlando where her doctors could help her and um took a church started there and took off and everybody's flooding that church going getting on planes people coming out of the country going to just be in that anointing soak up that anointing that's there so i think that's a spiritual extension of benny hen's church and he's there more than he's at his own church i mean i don't know is does he still have a church i don't know you don't know shannon I don't think so either. I think he just goes around and preaches, but he's there all the time. And uh she she was telling people, I think he he loves him more than she loves he loves me, you know. But uh that's, you know, you can tell God, you know, how will I know? Then you tell somebody else. Because who was that that had the fleeces on the send me out some fleeces? Uh Gideon Yep, he says, you know, now you can cut this army so many times that you cut me down to 300. Now, what's that about? How will I know that this, how do I know this is going to work? And so there, you know, God doesn't, he doesn't mind a, a challenge. And so he'll meet that challenge. And so um I think it's real good that you can do that. And just ask God, how will I know? Didn't Sarah, I think she laughed. When God told her, tried to confirm uh, that she was going to have a baby, and she laughed. But when it happened, she called her son laughter. That's what his name meant. Isaac's name meant laughter because that made her laugh. That was the biggest joke in history. Amen. But, you know, God knows what he's doing. And it's, it's you know, if there's somebody coming up to you, yeah, you know, God said, I'm your husband. Challenge that. Because I've seen too many people come in here and get people and marry them, and then they take off. And then that person is defeated. And it's nothing but an evil devil that would do something, use somebody like that. And it's it's sad. And sometimes people know that it's it's not God, and sometimes they don't. Because he used vulnerable people, people who don't know him. And they ask you to marry them, and then they're gone. So I would double-check that. Amen. For anybody that's been proposed to, double-check it. Amen. That's that's all I'm saying. (laughs) And and I can feel you saying, "Uh uh-uh, this only may come one time. I'm going with the flow. (laughs) Amen. But we, we must live by truth. And part of faith is based on truth. If you're going to use your faith, you need to operate out of truth. And and don't 
despise knowing the truth. Amen. We have to be comfortable knowing what truth is. Did we, did we read, uh, yeah, we read, we read that. We even had the message meaning. Let's go over to John 8. I'm almost done. In fact, I was done a little while ago. I'm just kicking it. <laughs> I'm kicking it with you. Okay. Amen. It's kind of like, can we talk? Amen. John 8, verse 31. Hallelujah. John 8, 31. And it says here, let's go to 30. Yeah, 31. Uh, And it says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you... If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. See, if you love God and you trust him and you're really of God, you will love him back and you will follow him with everything that you have. You know, it says in 32, that's the scripture I wanted. It says, and you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There's no freedom in lies. Or pretending or assuming. There's no freedom in that. But there is freedom in truth. No matter how hard the truth may hit you. We should appreciate truth. Because truth, you can build on truth. You can't build on lies. You can't build on assumption. You can only build on truth. Amen. They answered him in verse 33. And said, we are Abraham's descendants. And have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? You know, that's the religious is always taking things the wrong way. Amen. I don't want to go on anymore. So let's see. Let's go to James 1. And I'm just uh really I, I had these scriptures written down for you to write down and, and go home and read them. But sometimes people don't go home and read them. You know how life <laughs> life gets. <laughs> so we'll read them now. Okay. James one twenty two. It's a familiar scripture, but I still want to read it. Oh, wait a minute. Let's see. And it talks about being a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Amen. Why? Because doers believe. Doers stand. You don't get up doing stuff and don't believe in what you're doing. So be a doer of the word. Doers believe and doers stand. Amen. Doers speak. They speak the word only. Amen. They doers feed the seed of faith. They feed that with the word. They feed on the word. That's what doers do. Amen. Amen. Now the the world, you know, the world take everything that the the Bible offers and make it into their own thing. You do me, you do you, and I do me. But the word is telling us to be a doer, not like that. The world says, do you. That means, you know what that means? Do whatever makes you feel good. Break the rules. 
but do whatever feels good. See that the world has taken this scripture. Be a doer of the word. And say, do what you feel like doing. Do what feels good to you. But God is saying, be a doer of the word. And a doer of the word uh, studies the word. Amen. Speaks the word. Believes the word. Amen. Works the word. Work the word. Amen. But, you know, you hear people, you do you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let the word take root. See, if you don't be a doer of the word, it'll never take root in your heart. A very special scripture. Small scripture, but it's important. It'll take root in your heart, and then Satan can't steal it from you. And he can't use you like a a prop. If you have that word in your heart, because if that word is in you, you keep studying that word and get it in your heart. You won't want nothing else. You'll live by it. You'll stand on it and you'll receive. You'll see every, and people around you. They won't want to see you coming because they know you coming with that word. Amen. Because you live by the word. But when they are, when they're in need, your phone going to ring. Amen. Because they know. Isn't that something? They know who you are. And they know you built your life on the word. Amen. They might dislike you, but they know your number. <laughs> Amen. And and to be honest with you now, I'm not saying this because I'm not sure. I mean, God didn't tell me this. God don't tell me everything. I'm not them people to say, God, you know, I don't think God told me everything. But I really think that in a way, God uses the situation uh where people call you and know who you are and you pray for them and that's that's all good. I love doing it. But they might not like you. I think that's purposely done by God. Cuz he don't want you involved in the natural side of their lives or involved in the what am I trying to say the junk you know what I'm saying? You should be standing off to the sidelines, preserved and ready to minister to them when you're needed. Now, let me tell you what most people think. They using me or they don't like me, but they they going to call me when they're in need. That's what they're supposed to do. Because you've been separated, set apart. You're preserved for that purpose. Am I making sense to anybody? But don't you sometimes think you're being used? Here they come now. Well, now's the time <laughs> that you are needed. <laughs> Go sit down somewhere and get in your Bible until the phone ring again with a need. Amen. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. But sometimes, you know, the devil is so tricky. Sometimes you can think what they're calling for now. I, I felt that way. What they want now. Well, you weren't needed before. They were busy doing them. <laughs> doing the, But, you know, God has strategically put you in their lives for a purpose. And it's not to be playing, not to be joking, not to be going to their parties and all that stuff. You're there to because you're an image. You're Christ's image. And when they see you, they're supposed to see him. Amen.
and Jesus don't go to their parties. He holds the parties and only few is invited. That's why they call you because they weren't invited. Does that make sense? In other words, it's like they weren't they weren't invited to sit at God's table, but you were. So take your seat and take your place. And when they need you, you be ready to minister. It kind of doesn't seem fair, but it's very fair. And it's good because who, who wants to be partying with somebody and then turn around and have to lay hands on them? Sometimes that don't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, we partying and drinking and then I got to turn around. Somebody, uh, Jack Cole, I think it was, he was at a bar drinking beer and then he had to turn around he got up off the stool some man was having a heart attack and he laid hands on him and got him raised him up then he went sat back down at the bar and kept drinking <laughs> but see that only happened in special circumstances i wouldn't want to live my life like that amen because you might be the one stretched out and nobody in there is anointed to do anything so <laughs> You caught up with a bunch of sinners. But you be the one that separated and and, and set apart from the world that is ready when somebody needs you. It's just that that's how it's not uh, unfair. God set it up that way. I really believe that. Amen. Amen. So let's go to Psalm 119 verse 160. We'll do our reading out loud. Then that way you won't have to go home and read it. (laughs) Go home and miss it. I mean read it. Because we'll do it now. Hallelujah. Psalm 119. I I like Psalm 119. It's long, but everything is in it, you know. Hallelujah. You can get lost just in Psalm 119. So let's see, 119 verse, verse 160. I'm sorry. It says the uh, entirety of your word is truth and every one of your righteous judgments endure forever. So the entire word, entire, in other words, this entire Bible is based on truth. And you need truth. If you don't have truth, you have nothing. Amen. So it's based on truth and every one of your righteous judgments endure forever. God's word endures forever. Hallelujah. You can look that one up for me in the in the message. Psalm 119 verse 160. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 15. Psalm 15, verse 1. When you get that one, Alicia, let me know. You ready? Oh, yeah, when you get it, just let me know. And Psalm Psalm 15, verse 1 and 2, it says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell at your holy hill? And this is the scripture where I think the message translation said, who's going to sit at God's table? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I know I am. I'm planning on it. 
Amen. Who would dwell at your holy hill? In verse 2 it says, he who walks uprightly. Is that you? And works righteousness. Is that you? Mm -hmm. And speaks the truth in his heart. Is that you? (laughs) Yes. Say yes. It's you. Amen. And I don't want to go to part three. Verse three. He who does not backbite with his tongue, (laughs) nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friends. Amen. And I could just go on and on, but I won't. Amen. So, yeah, it's, it's 119 verse 160. Mm-hmm. Verse one, verse 60. 160. Sorry about that. Amen. So did anybody get left out? Who's going to eat at God's table? Amen. Hallelujah. I love the message translation. Huh? And and now you all know what I don't have and what I need, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. But but I would love to have one. <laughs> Amen. It doesn't have to be big and fancy. Amen. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So your faith overcomes the world, but you must have truth. Because truth leads to, truth encourages your faith. Without faith, without truth, there is no, your faith is just, it doesn't exist. And so those two things, if you don't get anything today, truth in the word and faith. And, and faith is a seed and we are seed. Do, do we have it? Okay, go ahead. Amen. Amen. So your word comes up with to a sum total and it's truth. If if you don't have truth, you have nothing. Amen. A person that loves truth will have great faith. Amen. Because it works hand in hand. Thank y'all over there. Amen. First John five, we went there, but we didn't read verse four. Amen. And I do want to read verse four. So and that'll be the last one. Or I could say read it when you go home over the weekend. (laughs) Amen. First John. Verse five. We went there once. I know. Fifty seven. I didn't plan on that. Seventeen fifty seven. Sorry about that. I didn't plan on going here, but I need to. Let's say first John. First John five four. Okay, and it says, For who for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. 
And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So if your faith overcomes the world, that's a great commodity. But you need truth. Amen. And that faith, when that truth and faith get into your heart, you you are unstoppable. Because the word is already unstoppable. And so if you have that and let that faith dwell in your heart, you are unstoppable. And this is why the devil will always fight against us. Because he does not want you to attack him and stop him at the door. Amen. He wants you to leave that door open so he can come in at will. Amen. But that we're born of the spirit. Whoever is born of the spirit overcomes the god of this world amen the god of this world and that is satan amen hallelujah so we'll stop here and uh maybe uh god will give me some more about standing taking a stand i'm not sure but uh your faith is a seed look at everything as a seed now just look at the word differently the word is a seed your life is a seed faith is a seed and watch it grow. Think about flowers and how you can't kill a seed. Can't stop it. You can't regulate it. You can't say how quick it's going to grow. Look at the plants outside. You ever had a bush and say, I ain't know it's going to get that big. You, you, you don't have any power over the seed. Only God does. Amen. All right. Father, we do thank you for your word. Lord, we bless you and we honor you and we praise you, Father. We thank and bless you. We love you, Lord. I thank you for the people who are here, Lord, and those who are not here. Bless them, Father. And we do praise you and we honor you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We will stand our ground. Amen. We will not be pulled back or sidetracked by the devil. And we thank you, Father. And those who are uh, on the internet, if you have pain in your body or if you have any symptoms, put your hand on the place that's bothering you or maybe you have pain and I'm going to pray for you. Father, we just curse pain right now. We curse it in Jesus' name. We curse every symptom right now in Jesus' name. It must go. Go go in Jesus name and be healed be made whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet and we thank you Father that by Jesus stripes we are healed we thank you Father that we have authority over every symptom and they must go in Jesus name hallelujah amen we thank you Father and we bless you be healed in Jesus name Be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless you and we honor you and we love you. Thank you, Father. Why don't we make our declaration? We don't have Rona. Rona don't have us. (laughs) We can't get Rona. And Rona can't get us. And we thank you, Father that by Jesus stripes we are healed 
And Father, I thank you and I bless your people with the following blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. And by, with the, by the eternal God, may his countenance turn toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And praise God. You're dismissed. Amen.